Welcome to Relaunch Live Podcast. Relaunch Live Podcast. Talking all things real estate, the strategies that build it, and sharing their own life-changing growth plans. They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal. To make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live Podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. All right, we are live here. Welcome back, everybody. Relaunch Live Podcast. Relaunch Live, baby, where we rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired. Episode two. This is two. So excited. We some, uh, yeah, we got some. Uh, we got an awesome guest today. I'm here with our favorite inspirer, Veronica Figueroa. And uh, we've got an awesome guest today. Um, I know he's a, he's a personal friend of yours, and I'm just getting to know him as well. Um, do you want to do a little uh, little intro and background on our, our wonderful guest today? Get a little, little kudos to him? Absolutely. Um, you know, I have felt so blessed over this last 12 months, and this is someone who has been a big part of that blessing. We met on Clubhouse yeah. um, probably around December 2020 or January 2021, um, and then instantly, like, I think our hearts connected, our voices connected, and, you know, he reached out to me. Ozzy Ramirez has become someone that I feel like he was a brother sent to me uh, by not only the real estate gods, but just the beautiful God above in the universe, you know, um, and we instantly connected and we had so many things that were similar and what we what we love to do and people and um, just an, a remarkable journey. Um, that I feel like real estate gave us an opportunity to connect, but there was something deeper. And then as we just started to learn about each other's business, he's an amazing leader, how he loves on his people. He's an amazing father, husband, um, just a great business person, super smart, has tremendous, tremendous knowledge and experience, is a listing guru, a script master, a linguistics, um, just, it just comes out so naturally. Now so you're everyone, going crazy. Everyone's <laughs> He's so good. He's someone so special to me. Welcome, my dear friend, Ozzy Ramirez. <laughs> you you could have stopped at like some basic stuff. You kept going. I was like, that yeah. doesn't sound like me anymore. <laughs> Who just did? I was like, she got somebody else on this podcast. <laughs> like, what the hell? The heck just happened? <laughs> oh man, you're amazing to me. But um, you know, we we connected, and you were the first person when Jeff and I started to do this that I wanted on here. A, because you were the one who inspired me with Relaunch Live Podcast. <clears throat> and to be honest with you, like, I've never really done these. This is my first one. And Jeff was like, hey, why don't you start a podcast? I was like, actually, um, I want to do something. Um, my buddy, Ozzy, who has been a part of our relaunch um, journey, uh, said, B, Relaunch Clubhouse Edition, Relaunch Podcast, like, what's up? And I, it just felt right for him to be our very first special guest. I know he's eventually, Jeff, as we talked, you know, we're going to have some co-MCs coming up in here because relaunch is bigger than me. Yeah. It's bigger than any of us. Right. Um, so that's why Ozzy's our first guest, too, um, to kind of just break it down, man. This is a guy who did 92 listings in 90 days. And when he teaches that class, what I've learned is mindset mindset and falling in love with the journey and the process and who you become along the way um, and how many other people out there need to hear that message, right? 
Um, and then just, you know, just breaking it down. I got to witness him and his people, how they start every meeting with gratitude, every meeting with wins, every meeting with really pouring into each other. Oh, yeah, real estate just happens to be a part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ozzy, take a stare and Jeff, you know, well, kind of do your thing. I before like Oz, let's just repeat that. 92 listings in 90 days. Let's just let's like just there alone, right? Like we're in a oh, but listing inventory is too tight. I can't find listings. Oz, yeah, we we us. pulled that off. It was actually it's been years. We pulled it off. I pulled it off as um I was a di- I, I never dialed before. I was actually before that I built my business off of like just drinking beer with people. I didn't have a whole lot of purpose in the way I was doing things. And um, I had a business coach challenge me and I just, in the last quarter of the year, November 1st, I, I got on the phones and just started having conversations and, you know, it taught me more than just about listings. It taught me a lot about just human behavior, about my behavior, um, about letting ego get in the way of things, about just kind of putting down who you are and saying, this ain't about me, this is about other people and how I can help them. And um, when you do things like that, you begin to understand your value isn't in this business, your value isn't so much more. And when you really dig into that, that's where you change lives. And that's all I do. I just teach people how to find a better version of themselves as much as possible. And it just happens to be, like she said, we do it in real estate. But um, I love it. I love I love the, the journey of everything that we do in real estate. It gets to teach us some amazing things. So I'm open to share. You guys, y'all run the show. Ask me whatever yeah. questions. I just, I want to have um, fun with you guys. Yeah, man. So I, we got some ideas. Look, you know, the beauty of any of this stuff is, First of all, though, it's always the why you do it, right? It's always the why, but the big nuggets always come out of the how, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone, you know, everyone's looking for the magic pill, the secret. We, we V and I know that like this, it doesn't exist. We know it's the hard work, the grind, mm-hmm. the grit. And now it's like, all right, so you, you run a very inspirational, powerful shop. But the reality is when most people hear like, how does some dude get 92 listings in 90 days? Like where do you start? Like when you say phones, like, what does that mean? Who did you, how did you prepare for it? How did you grind it out? Like, what are the systems? Maybe it wasn't a system. Maybe like, let's get some nuggets in there and let's dig like kind of deep. So the, the first part I dig into, so I get into the how, like we always got to get into the how the first part I always intro people with, no matter who you are, as I say, here's the deal is, um, I'm going to teach you the how we're going to go through all that stuff. But the fact of the matter is I could give you every how in the world. I could give you every tool I could lay in front. Yeah. Of, I could pay it for it for you. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is like 95% of you, for lack of better terms, ain't going to do sh- with it. That's right. Just to be honest with you. That's right. And I, I tell people that and then I automatically follow it up and I say, I'm hoping that of this room, whether it's 200, 300 people, I say, I hope that of this room, because I just said that and maybe I pissed some of you off enough yeah. to where maybe 90% of you will actually uh, not do anything and 10% will do something with it. Maybe I can raise the numbers by just punching you in the heart enough to get your ass up and go do something. Yep. That's what I started with. And then getting into the how of it all is, um, yeah, there's a million systems. When I started, honestly, I use arch agent, which arch agent is, I don't think they're even in business much anymore, but arch agent is what was given to me. The crazy thing about that is right now you have Mojo, you have Vulcan 7, you have all these systems where you can get the data, pull it down, put it in the system, and you can triple line dial, single dial, yep. whatever you want to do. What I did, and I have books, I, I can show it to you all one day, but I, it was almost like as big as a phone book. I would print out the list every day and I would manually call. I would yeah. just call and I'd write and I'd write little notes and I'd write little notes and I just kept doing it. And to that day, I have two big, thick ass books that have all this information in it. 
and it has all my notes. And that's really all I did. I just got in and just started calling. And um, when I realized that my scripts weren't great, I went and asked people what kind of scripts you use. And then I started putting them in and it just, over time, you begin to master the conversation. You already know what they're going to say before they say it. So you restructure what you're saying. You hit them before they hit you and you just keep on moving. But nowadays we use Vulcan 7 for data. Yep. Um, we were using Mojo. We would actually take Vulcan 7 data, push it into Mojo. We've actually gotten rid of Mojo. We use we move the Vulcan 7 data straight into follow-up boss and we dial through follow-up boss yep. because the FIG team taught us track everything in follow-up boss. So we track everything in follow-up boss email sent out text messages all that good stuff but back in the day that's it, it was arch agent i didn't know how to use a dial so i printed it out and i did it manual so <laughs> right, i yeah. stayed old school yeah you, you know, know a lot of agents will think um you know it seems so hard to get started and i love that you just gave the basics he said vulcan 7 you know we use follow-up boss um, you know, data is really important for us, the integrity of the data. And Eric, who's our COO, has masterminded with Ozzy. Like, Ozzy's become like a, a a sister team, a brother team, right? So his team and my team, they, you know, collaborate. You don't have to go through me to call my ops person. And they've just really taken action. <clears throat> What's really cool is you gave some nuggets, right? I was at a lunch yesterday with an agent, $17 million producing agent. And what I love is she was telling me about her business and she doesn't do any legion. Um, she doesn't buy any leads. All she does is time block, um, hop on her dialer. She still she uses Vulcan Seven, and um, she's religious about the time blocking, right? That is that is set in stone. She doesn't deviate from that. And she hops on Vulcan. She gets the list from her title company, um, Realist or whatever. And she asks for, if she gets that listing, she gets a specific list for her title company of all the homes in the area that would fit the criteria, that have equity, that have been, you know, um, less than a year of homeownership. I mean, more than a year of homeownership. And then she also circle prospects those. And then she sends her mailers out to this. And this is her strategy, right? Yep. And it's repetition consistency. And I hear a lot of these um, strategies and, and and I would say habits that agents do. And she goes deep with it. She actually came to me. She says, Veronica, I want to grow my business. This is the only way I know how to do business. Can you teach me some things? And I was like, girl, I was like, what you're doing is amazing. And it comes down to the habits. If we just do some small little tweaks, like add a video to every time you get that listing, not just when you get the listing, when you leave the listing appointment, mm -hmm. when you actually, when it goes, when you put the sign in the yard and when it goes pending four little stop uh, steps that Chep mm -hmm. teaches us, add that to your email database campaign, add that thumbnail to your Facebook, let them go there. We could retarget them, small little things, but don't change what you're doing. Yeah. Because it yeah. works. And it's the, yeah. the, the habits, right? And um, being a listing guru, uh, a lot of times we don't even know. We think it's some magic pill. Like, just call your title company. They can get you the list from CoreLogic and, you know, help you get some of those um, call um, numbers and, and not the numbers. Oh, and she has a guy that actually helps her get numbers from the do not call list. So just mm -hmm. a lot of certain things, right? But what I know, and this is where I come back to the inspiration part, um, what I know is her why, right? She says, I came to this city not knowing anybody. I had to find a way that worked. She has some personal struggles in her life that, you know, she had to overcome. And it's stuff that is not my story to tell, but her, her story is deep. 
you know, there was a lot of family, let's say trauma or things that happen. And she just knows she's the pattern interrupter. She's the one who's going to interrupt the pattern of the success in her story. So that's why she wakes up every morning. She has her calendar there. She has a mirror. She says, I look in the mirror every time when I'm doing my dialing. And that's some Mike Ferry, like, you know, <laughs> type, you know, skill sets that we all know. Y'all should be smiling, dialing and looking in the mirror. Right. But she's when I look in that mirror, I also know the promise that I said to myself and why I get up every morning and I do it consistently. The sexiness and the freedom, as my coach says, is in the boredom and the mm -hmm. repetition and the yeah. things that we do for the reasons we're committed to. So the reason I'm going to take you there, Ozzy, is because I want you to tell me about a redheaded Irish woman that sprinkles a little glitter as to why when you were faced with that challenge in your business uh, multiple <laughs> times, you did not waver and you stayed consistent and you did what your mentors taught you to do and you are on fire and consistent and on purpose because of something that is deeper and i want people to get deep well first off can y'all y'all can hear me right we're good yeah because i see you, my, yeah. my frame freezes up a little bit here and there sorry nonetheless so getting at it you know you're right what we do isn't sexy like a lot of times like you look at the background of what we do on a daily basis consistently like if you just stood behind me every day and saw it it ain't sexy yeah. But I do it every single stinking day and I make systems around it. And it's just one of those things where the outcome and the money, yeah, it looks real damn sexy. But what I do on a daily basis, it's super monotonous and boring. And um, yeah, so but I, I get into it and I love that type of stuff because I know what the outcome is. But most people won't ever see the outcome because they they get a week or two of unsexy and it's no fun anymore. So they stop. Right. And that's why. Like the big why thing, if your why isn't big enough or what you're chasing isn't big enough, like every obstacle is going to stop you. Yeah. Every cuss word, every hang up, every week without an appointment, like that's what happens is people aren't in tune with what gets them up every day. People aren't in tune with what drives their heart to accomplish whatever they want to accomplish. And they give up. They give up at the drop of a hat. Like anything will make them stop. For me, yeah. it's, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you put me up against anybody. I may be behind some of the races, but you put me up against anybody. Like if we're if we're treadmill racing, it, it one <laughs> one of a few things are going to happen. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Right? You're going to give up, or I'm going to win. There ain't no other. There ain't no other option. That's the way this shit works. I love right? that. I love that. So, so that's here's here's where I think a lot of us, and and this is really an important thing to talk about. Here's why I think a lot of people fail when we talk about time blocking. Right? We, the time block is such a magical thing. However. We find that when people independently time block, that if there's no accountability or if there's no pain of loss of that time block not being kept, it's too easy to move. Meaning I got a time block for Wednesday and Thursday to prospect. And how many times does a real estate agent or a mortgage professional or anybody in sales find themselves like, oh, you know what? I, I got a client. They, I got to call them instead. And the time block now just gets moved or doesn't happen because you know what? They really didn't feel like calling for an hour because it's a little painful. It's a little of this. It's all that. They didn't want to do. It's uncomfortable. And then, you know what? I'll do it tomorrow. I'll make up for it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and you got something else that pops up and you don't do that time block because no one's accountable to that time block other than themselves. Have you ever found yourself like not wanting to do that time block and be like, I got to do it because too many people will find a reason to make it move and never come back to it again. Jeff, I'm Hold telling up. you, you got to hear the story about so, the redheaded Irish lady. That oh, here you go. I'm going to hit this. 
Let's go. So I'm going to hit this. So lead measure, lag measure, right? So that's what I teach people. If, if you haven't read the four disciplines of execution, here's the deal. People don't understand the lead measure and the lag measure. I got to find a win every day. Lead measure win for me. So like in weight loss, right? Lead measure win. I'm going to drink my 80 whatever ounces of water every day. And I am going to only eat from 12 to 8 every day. Those are the only things I'm measuring. If I can win at those every single day, I know the lag measure, which is my scale, will begin to change. But what happens is people step on the scale, it doesn't change, and they give up mm -hmm. because they don't give themselves the little wins. Yep. That's what I do. Every day I just say, did I get on the phone and did I have this many conversations? Did I get on the phones and did I touch this many people? Did I, have the, you know, did I really give myself to as many people as I could? And if every day I hit my number, which is minimum of 20 people that I gave my heart to, that I really paid attention to, that I poured my love into, I won that day. Regardless of what my scale says, regardless of how fat I am right now, I know that it's coming. So that's, good. That's the goal. That's it. Mm. That's it. That's, that's mm. the end. But people Repeat don't give themselves again. the wins. Repeat that book again. I want, I'm, people are going to be asking. Uh, the four disciplines of execution. Gotcha. Thank you. Great. Lead yeah. measure, lag measure. And it's all done on scoreboards, right? Yeah. All you got to do is say, did I win today or I lose today? Okay, I didn't win today. I'm going to come back and I'm going to do this again tomorrow. Yep. And every day, if you win four out of five days, call that week a win. Try to get five next week. And yep. just keep on rolling with it. And it's, it's those little victories. Like, we got to we gotta celebrate those things, man. Because it's if we celebrated only when we had a closing, ain't nobody. Half these agents would never celebrate. <laughs> just being real with you. Yeah, for sure. So getting, getting to... That. I know Aveto wants me to go here. So here's the deal. Like, you know, you, if, <laughs> if you don't have the big why to pull you through stuff, I believe that some of the most successful people in the world, if not 99% or all of them, we're driven by a higher cause. And the higher cause is attached to something bigger than me. If you asked me to accomplish what I'm accomplishing for me, I wouldn't do this shit. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't accomplish anything because most of the time I don't feel worthy. Like, I'm just not the one, right? But when we can attach it to something outside of us, and typically it's a human being, it's somebody that we love so much that we would die for. Like when you can attach it to that, you can change the game. Mm -hmm. And that's that's really what I've I've helped people to kind of begin mastering that part. And for me, it started it started at a young age. Like I, I didn't figure it out until I was 21. But when I figured it out, I'm when I tell you it's game changing, it's game changing. Because when I flipped the way I saw things and looked at things like you, I couldn't go back. I just couldn't go back after that fact. So it getting into it, I don't want to get too crazy into it. I'm, I'm going to touch what I can. Cause I, I don't know. I just, I, sometimes I feel wrong talking about it as much, but it's a part of who I am. And I, if I can touch one person and change their heart, I'm going to go ahead and do it, but here we go. So, man, I, I'm a first generation American, right? My birth mother came from Mexico. Um, they had me here, call me an anchor baby. I don't care, whatever, but they had me here. My birth father, he became very Americanized and my birth mother, like she was just, wasn't having it. So they, they just didn't see eye to eye. And at about the age of one, um, she was, she was removed from my life partially because of her, partially because my family, my dad, like the way he was, and he's a rough man. Like he's just, I, I know now that, um, it was, it was partially her and her decisions, but it was also my dad was a rough man. And I knew that growing, like if growing up, I felt it, right? So I have a brother named Tony who's adopted and he, my dad shot him in the back with a shotgun when I was eight years old, when I was in eighth grade, my bad. Oh. And 
but listening to the story, like I never put it together, but my dad was shot with a shotgun by his dad when he was a kid. And it starts to make sense. And you're like, but I'm not making excuses for nobody. Like the man, he was, he was a product of his environment, but he could have made decisions. He chose not to. His vice was alcohol. He just couldn't let go of that alcohol demon. I believe my father could have been an amazing man, but that alcohol turned him into a demon. And I lived with that monster, right? Mm -hmm. That was something I couldn't get away from. Well, we, we moved into a trailer park. I think I was between one and like three years old. I, I don't even know. It was before like my, my memory. But we lived in, we moved in a, a trailer park called King's Row. If you're from Houston, King's Row on the south side is one of the biggest trailer parks. Like it's on 35, which is called Telephone Road. And um, it's just a rough part of town, you know. And so they, they had two trailers side by side is the story I heard. And over time, I don't know how. I, I believe that he dropped me and my brother off with her. Like they, they kind of started liking each other. But he dropped us off one day and she was babysitting us. And um, they kind of fell in love. And this, this thing happened. And she became my mom. Like she took care of me. Like when he would, when he would do things, like he would go on these binges where like we wouldn't, we wouldn't find them and stuff like that. And, or like, it was sad. I remember coming out on the bus one day and he's just, he's got his seatbelt attached to his leg and he's laying outside of the van. He's just drunk, man. And, and I love my dad. I'm gonna tell you right now, like I love him for, he gave me life and he gave me who I am. Like he's part of my DNA. I will, I will not adopt the things that he did. I just won't, but I love him for what he did. Now there's a lot of pain tied to that because it takes a lot for me to forgive him for things that happen. But but I love him for what he did because I am who I am and I'm gonna adopt the good DNA. But I remember coming out and seeing the bus, like I'm the bus is right there. Here's our driveway, and this is we moved. This is we got older. And he he was a plumber and he had a work van. And he's hanging out drunk. And I'm looking at the bus driver, the kids I go to school with. And I'm just packing my dad up and I'm bringing him inside. And this is like a like a 10 year old boy trying to carry a grown ass man. And I'm like, dad, wake up, like, wake up. It's embarrassing. But he would he would take himself in and out of our life. And so my mom, like she was just like this, this powerful being. Like when I was when we were five. So there were four of us that lived in our household. There's really 16 of us for my birth mother and everybody. I have 15 brothers and sisters. And we love each other this day because we, man, we struggle. Like when we were, we were going through it, we struggled together and we love each other. And, and we realized like we didn't need money. Like we didn't need none of that crap. And, you know, just there's a lot of stories. I go forever, but nonetheless, like this woman, right? Like she chose to be there. She chose to be a part of my life. And our brother, Ricky, so I had two white brothers, Ricky and Andy, and I had me and my, I've got one brother named Angel. His name is Caesar. He's actually in real estate too. And um, Ricky was killed by a drunk driver when I was five. And about the age of 10, like I just got, you know, you start getting wise to thing like there's something better here. Like I know something can be different. And I, I told my mom, I was like, I was mean. And I was like, I hate you. I want you to leave. I didn't mean it. I just wanted her to get away. And then I, we broke down and we talked and I was just like, I love you. And I just want you to leave. Like, I'm tired of seeing you get your nose broken. I'm tired of seeing you getting beaten. Like, it's just tough. And I just knew like she got in the way a lot of my beatings, like, things that were coming for me. And I still got my fair share. 
I got more than my fair share. But I, I wanted better for her. And she told me, she sat me down and she said, she said, Ozzy, God took Ricky from me and he gave me you an angel. And she's like, I'm not leaving. And that was like the day I realized like, man, the heart of a volunteer is a super powerful thing. Like she chose to love me like beyond any other adult that ever loved me. Because you got to be special to take ass whoopings for a kid that ain't yours. Oh, wow. You yeah. got to be special to stick around for 17 years and all that. And it was crazy. She was feisty, man. I saw her throw a TV through a door, like a glass door, like a full TV. And I'm like, how the hell? Like that Superman strength. Like, how'd she do that? I saw her throw a knife and it got stuck in a table. Like they're fighting. Like it was, it was rowdy. All the stories I could tell you, it was, it was super rowdy. And I look back and I'm like, holy shit, how'd I make it? But I look back and think like, I wouldn't have it any other way, dude. Like this shit was meant for me, and I cuss a lot. I'm sorry. I hope y'all don't. It's okay. Black no, we're okay. Now we're now we're good. But, uh, but um, man, she just raised me, and she was just amazing. And um, there's a lot of stories around that. And then, like my sophomore year, so my brothers, as they got old enough, like they're so smart. My brother Andy, he went to Florida State University. He graduated with his master's at the age of 21. Like another level. My brother, Angel, he never got a blow a 4.0 GPA, not even in college. But when they were getting old and they like, so they, my freshman year, my Angel, which was the youngest, closest to me, he was graduating. And my mom was like, you will leave this house and you will never come back. Like, do not come back. Like, there's a world out there that's meant for you. You need to go and get it. And she was so powerful in those words and those, and so she got diagnosed my sophomore year and it's just me and her and he was in and out and um, my dad was in and out like, but we got to know each other really well. And when you, when you take someone to chemo on a weekly, if not monthly basis, and when you, when you begin to see like how the mind changes because of these things, like, right. When I had to give her her morphine and, and she had a tube coming out of her stomach and I had to give a syringe and I remember it was insure. I put the insure in the syringe and I'd, I'd shoot it in her stomach every morning before I went to school. And um, I share this. My darkest day was um before she actually passed away. My darkest day was the day I realized that your strength doesn't matter sometimes. Like you got to be stronger here. And um, it was me and her. And we were poor, man. So we had like no insurance. And there's probably some of the crappiest health care you could get. But she had staples like all the way down, like all the way down her body. And she had a tattoo where they shot in the radiation and all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, one day she fell in the hallway and, um, at this point, uh, is my junior year. I was strong. I was benching like 300. Like I was, I was cut. Like I, I loved it, but I couldn't pick her up because every angle would rip a stitch. And there was a puddle of blood on the floor. It's just me and her. And it's crazy because she's bleeding. And she's comforting me. She's like, baby, it's okay. And in that moment, like, I'm like, damn, where is everybody? Like, it's just me and you. And finally, like, we figured a way to get her up and get her into bed. And we had to fix the bleeding. And, the, you know, the, the, the nurse lady that comes and checks on us, like, once a week, whatever, she was like, why didn't you call us? And I was like, we did, but nobody came. And that's what happens when you're poor. Like you just don't have the best shit. And, um, so man, my senior year, I just, I came home and, uh, 
she had passed away and I came in and I laid down and I'm just looking at her like my bed was set up here and there's a doorway and her bed was here and I could just lay down and look and for about an hour I would just look and um I would just look and and hope she was going to wake up and it just it didn't happen so we called in her best friend her best friend came over and um cops came coroner everything they they bring them out of the house they 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 die you know they she's gone and that was it and so at that point it was like what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do here? What do I do? Like, I know my dad wasn't going to pay this mortgage. You know, he was going crazy. I know that she was gone. I'm like, somebody got to foot this bill till I graduate because I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go. So I just, um, I got jobs and I, I graduated that year and, but it was trouble. Like, man, I tell you, like I went off the deep end, like I was doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. You know, Ozzy, when you told me this story and you reminded me that everything you do every day is because of wanting to always, you know, she's always looking over you and you just wanted to be like a little glitter, right? To just shine, so that, to make the world a better place. So fast um, forward, I was 21 years old, right? And I met my wife. I didn't believe in God. Like I was angry. I was in and out of jail causing problems for God knows how long. And um, funny story, I'll just say quick. I got arrested on our first date with my wife. Oh my God, is that crazy? I don't know why she's still with me. Sorry, but but whatever. So my wife, like, she was very Catholic in her upbringing, and I was very like, "What's church?" Right. So I basically told her, I said, "I don't believe in the Bible. The Bible's a book of stories. Like, you believe in that all you want, but I won't." And for a year, she just kept telling me, "Like, I want you to go to." After our daughter was born, so we got together. We were together for a year. We had a baby, um, and she would just say, "Our," she would tell me, "My daughter, our daughter's, our kid's gonna be Christian," and I'm like, "Whatever, I'm not." <laughs> And she just kept begging me, like, go to church every Sunday. So at this point, I'm managing a restaurant at Papacito's, whatever. And every Sunday, she's like, can we go to church? And every Sunday, I'm like, no, I don't believe in that. And one day I went, and the pastor spoke to me. And he just he, he said some things that, like, really got me thinking. And it got me thinking that God didn't take my mom at 17. He gave me 17 years with an angel, and I was looking wrong. Mm. And when when that hit, it was like, she sacrificed 17 years and here I am being a complete loser. Like I'm not living in my purpose. And all I could think is I would look back at the days when she was passing because my, my family's rough, man. Like they don't sugarcoat nothing. And I remember my brother angel saying, mom's dying and you're a piece of shit. Hmm. This is what you're showing her. She's literally going to die. And this is what she's going to have. Her son that she lived with that she took care of is a piece of crap. This is you. I hope you're happy with yourself. And he would he would just he would hammer it home and he wouldn't leave it alone. So I was like, man, I did. I left her with something that was less than what I wanted to be. So I, I came up with this analogy that that those days I was like a piece of glitter. And some days from heaven she could see me and some days she couldn't. Uh-huh. And I would ask myself, like, how do I make sure she sees me? And the only way I could figure out is I have to volunteer and give every bit of me to everyone I can like she did to me. And the more people I share my light with, the more people I lift up, the more people I grow, the more I'm shining my light. So eventually, if I shine my light with to everyone and help anyone I can, like my light will reach the ends of the earth and I'll blind her from heaven and she'll see me. And that's the only way we can do this. So I don't believe I'm selling real estate. I believe I'm I'm meant to help people to see something different and be something different. And, and even if I just say one word that makes them go be more kind to another human being, that's what I'm here for. I believe that every human being, 
like you guys, like Jeff, Veronica, like there is something you know, and I believe it's not just you, but every human being I meet knows one thing that can change or save my life. Therefore, every human being I meet is the most valuable person I've ever met. So I got to give them everything I got. The other thing about it too is I don't believe I'm meant, I'm not the person that's going to change the world, but I believe I will influence the person that's going to change the world, but I don't know who they are or where they are. So I got to give everything to everybody because that's my impact. Mm. So I'm, I'm, you know, and I, I always liken it to this, like I'm going to influence the next Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. Where are they? Who are they? What are they doing? When am I going to meet them? Is it at a restaurant? Are they a waitress? Are they the dude on the side of the street? Like, I don't know who they are. So every time I have an encounter, I got to give them everything I got because God placed me in front of them for a reason. And when right. it's all said and done, it's like my light will shine from the ends of the earth. Like this is about spreading a culture. This isn't about real estate. And I just I got to touch as many people as I can because my mom needs to see me. Mm, so yeah, good. And, and, you know, guys, I know like we said, this is going to be where you rethink, you reimagine, you're re-inspired. So we're going to hear some inspiring stories that you're like, how does that apply to real estate? Well, you know why he gets up every morning. You know why he does what he does. And if you ever want to hop on one of Ozzy's like role playing scripting, I think he opens up his virtual scripting uh, that they do with his team every, you know, I think every day, Monday through Friday, every day, Monday through Friday. And they're so committed to, you know, the reason they're doing the things to make an impact. Right. But you can go on and and Ozzy, thank you so much for your vulnerability, for sharing your Mm. story. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, listen to podcasts and just looking for that magic nugget. But this just laid the foundation as to what they can expect on Relaunch Live. Some inspiring stories, some reasons to dig deep, right? But then also attaching it to what we do in our business and knowing that we have people who are truly coming from a place of serving. You know, they could hop on your morning huddle. We'll put in the information as to how they can reach out to you and do that. And, you know, you're committed to helping people discover what they're capable of, right? Because you know that every one of us can do more. Um, you, you, you share it all just like Jeff does. Jeff shares it all through his coaching and through his, you know, experience in the industry. And I just, I don't know, take my playbook, do what you want. Huh? There's no secrets with me because mm-hmm. we all believe we're walking in our purpose. Um, taking it back to just the things that you do every day for mastery and the reasons you get up and the reasons you're so committed. You know, one of my favorite things that I got to hear you do was like break down the bulldog script. Like oh, yeah. that you, um, you know, and like I said, you're one of my favorite pers- people and I want to <laughs> compress a year of knowing you in, in 35, 40 minutes, right? It's so hard to do because I just want the world to be inspired from you. And I'm like, dude, I'm watching you in real live role play, like with this bulldog script, right? And, but you add a component of service and heart and it's never about winning the listing just because you said, I just want to win the listing because of the commissions. Like you genuinely want to help this family. Right. And you don't want them falling into the wrong hands of an agent who can't mm-hmm. truly serve them. Um, and or you want to elevate the other agent on the you know other agents to get better in that craft. So you share so openly. Talk to us a little bit about that mindset and maybe even that little snippet of that. So, <laughs> the number one thing like this is this is what I find in a lot of agents is. They're like, well, I don't want to call people. I've already called my sphere of influence, but I want to bother people. Right. And it comes from a place of you only bother people when you don't have value. That's right. Think about that. So think about that. Like I want you both, Jeff, Veronica, I want you all to think about the person you love the most in this world that you would die for. There's probably one, two, three, maybe five of them, right? You would give your life for these people, your wife, your, your husband, your kids, 
right? If those people, those special people, if they call you every day, is it bothering you? No, maybe just like maybe. No, but it's not really bothering you. It depends on which kid. It depends on which one. But truly, when they, they have so much, when they have so much value, you yeah. you want them to call you, like you love them calling you. When you have no value, it's a bother. So here's the deal is go ahead. You hit it right on the like literally. Remember that agent I was talking to yesterday about that she said that she calls and still does, you know the calls. She said, you'd be amazed, Veronica. We think that people like go online and find this. I call people and their dog just died mm-hmm. or they're mourning the fact that they lost their loved one. And they actually thank me for calling them and helping yeah. them on their next chapter. She's like, that's why I still do the things to generate business that connect me with people because I feel like I'm helping people. So you guys are so aligned with that. And I love that you're bringing that up because when you're calling from value, but then you're also helping people when they need you the most. Sometimes you're that person that needed to call them. Right. And I, you know, I think too, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't know, here's the problem is if you don't know the value you bring, then you got to go back to the grassroots of why am I even calling you? Like, I think so many people get stuck on necessarily what to say. Think about why you're actually calling them. Think about why you're trying to really help them with their family you know, I, I don't think we think about that why too much. We just think about like, I got to know what to say and just show me what to say, exactly how to say it. And you could have that script, right? You said it before. You could have all the scripts. I could teach you how to do it. I could teach you what to say. But you have to understand why you're calling people. You have to genuinely feel, feel mm-hmm. you're calling to help people, you know, with their life and with their family and with their kids. Because, you know, think about the business of real estate. When you move somebody, there's so much emotion involved in that process. And there's so much like, Think about it. It changes your entire life when someone moves from one place to another. And it's not just a transaction or a deal. I mean, it's how we look at them sometimes, and they're not. So, so I think when it's you think ultra phone, personal. Yeah, it's ultra personal. Think about the why you're calling them. And if you don't know your value of why you're calling them, then don't call yet. Figure out your value first. Um, let's talk more about that. Like, the, you know, what is so, that value? So I talk a lot about conversationalism, right? And the truth is conversation isn't that you dominate the conversation. It's that you control the conversation. And most of the time controlling conversations means you're asking the right questions so that they dominate and they talk more. When they talk more, when a human being talks, they're going to walk you down the path. They're going to tell you all their heart's desires. And here's the deal is if you can learn someone's heart's desires, you can help them accomplish it and nothing else matters. So when we get in conversations and we start talking to people about whatever it is, it could be real estate, it could be nothing. Like you said, most of the time I call and it's like, especially with older people, they just want someone to listen. Right. And I know that in the moment, God placed the number in front of me. Right. He got this phone in my hand and they placed their phone in their hand and they answered. That's that's a divine intervention that God put us there for a reason. And most of the time has nothing to do with real estate. Hmm. So if we start opening our mind to, oh, instead of just thinking about real estate, open your mind to what value can I bring this human being in the next five minutes while on the phone with them? Mm-hmm. Ask questions, dig deep, see what they're looking for. You know, don't just let them off the hook with, no, I'm not looking for an agent. Fantastic, because I'm not looking just to be your agent. I'm looking to bring, be someone who brings value today. What could it be? Do you need contractors? Um, That's do you I just need to somebody to talk to? Do you like, what is it? And I, I can't tell you how many people I've got on the phone with. And in that five minutes, they end up telling me something. And sometimes they cry and they're like, nobody's listening to me like this, especially in this day and age of the pandemic yeah. where we've been locked in a box. 
Yep. Like when we open the box, people people want that human interaction and we've missed it for a while. Yep. Correct. So when you give them that human interaction, like it's a gift from God for some of these people. So I, like when you think about your value, especially rookies think because I don't know anything, I have no value. No, no, no. Your value comes from are you going to serve this person, love this person and and just genuinely be there for them? That authenticity yeah. and that genuineness is game changer. Just yeah. love them. Love them where they're at. You know, get me. Oh, I lost your audio, Veronica. Oh, but Ozzy, they don't want to. They don't want to pay commission. I, I'm not hiring an agent. I, I don't want to be. I in business. Yeah, I get. I, here's the deal. I'm not talking to an agent. I when we look at these things, when they say they want to talk to an agent, I say, can can I ask you a question? We let's role play it. We'll roll it all the way through, right? Can I ask you a question? So, what sure. is it that you don't like about real estate agents? Does somebody do you wrong? Like, what is it? Well, I just honestly, I just want to save as much commission. Mm. I just don't so feel is, like is it I, about I, I can do it on my own. Is it about commission or is it about the amount of money you put in your pocket net dollars? Because if you paid higher commission, but you netted more dollars than you could on your own and with paying zero commission, which would you like? Would you like $100,000 in your pocket um, with commission or would you like $95,000 in your pocket, no commission? Which one's better, the 100 in your pocket or the 95? Well, I mean, that sounds great and all, but my neighbor is a hot market man. He just put a for sale sign out the door mm -hmm. out there and, and he put it on Zillow and, and it's old. So I figured so I'm, I'd do the same. I'm super curious. Is it about your neighbor putting a sign in the yard? Or is it about you making more money? Hmm. I mean, would, would, would $100,000 100, $100, in your wallet benefit your family more than $95,000 in your wallet? Yeah. A hundred thousand, right? Okay. Can you so guarantee stop, me a hundred thousand? Stop, stop talking about my money and let's talk about your money. You keep talking about commission when my money don't matter. What matters is your money. Can we stick on that? Can we can we focus on that? Because here's the deal is at the end of the day, you're not married to me, you're married to your family. All I'm caring about is how do we put the most money in the pocket for your family? If I can show you a way to do that, forget my commission. I don't need to make nothing. God paid me already. Let's talk about you. How do we get that done? If I can come over and show you a better way, can we finish this conversation at your house? Um, you know, I <laughs> never looked at it like that, but uh, yeah, but I'm I'm just let you know, I I have zero intentions of listing. Mm -hmm. I I got a friend who's a real estate agent, and she says she would do it for me. You know, for for pretty much free. She just put pop it on the MLS for me. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put false expectations, but I'm happy to hear what you got to do, what you, what you can do for me. Absolutely. So I want to, I want to be a hundred percent honest with you. So the conversation will go one of two ways. One way is we meet and I give you a bunch of ways to sell the house on your own without hiring a real estate agency. You can, you can net as much money as you would like. The other way is you find value in what we do and I help you net more money than you could on your own. Either way, you're going to win. So just let me come over and show you how to win. Is that okay? That sounds that sounds pretty good. I'll even leave the contract in the car. Awesome. Perfect. I can't wait to meet you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there you go. Listen, we're this is this relaunch live is new, right? Relaunch live podcast. We're just having fun. Yeah. Coming from a place of the, of heart, of knowledge, of teaching, of sharing. And, you know, I had no expectation as to what today was going to look like, Jeff, other than yeah. you know, I would believe pure gold and nuggets. And you tell me, brother, what do you think? 
I, I think there's I think there's probably one or two more nuggets right here real quick because I, I wanted to get them out of Oz real quick and then we're going to wrap this baby because <laughs> um, so you hit a magical button where I think most people stop. And I'm just I was holding I was letting you talk for so long and I'm just I want to get this out. Think about it. When most people don't want to talk to anybody about real estate, they're not interested. You hit a magical button um, about talking to them about just other things about their home or another, like I'm not interested in anything, which is the majority of people. They're not interested in any of this right now, but the conversation could be so magical. If you just start talking about things that are, Hey, what's going on with your current home? Or is there anything going on with your current home? I can help you with. Is there some things going on that you might have a need for that we can, we can offer some services to. I think that you hit such a button there that no one goes there. And I don't know if you go there often, but I would love to hear a few things you might talk about that opens that conversation and then we'll wrap from there. So a lot of times, like when I'm talking to people, I actually, you know, other than the real estate side is, you know, here's the deal is selling a house is selling a house and buying a house is buying a house. You know, if we can kind of put that on a shelf, what's the purpose? Like, why are you moving? You know, let's yeah. talk about that. Like, what do you want to accomplish out of this? Because there's sometimes that I talk to people and they think they want to move and they think they want to sell and they think they want to buy, but we discover that that's not the best thing for them. In fact, I had a conversation not too long ago with the seller, but by the time we ran all the numbers, did everything, and they they really like let me in on what they really wanted, I told him, I said, you just described the house you're in. Why are you moving? So why don't we get down to what's most important to you? And sometimes it's not buying or selling a house. Sometimes you need someone just to ask you the questions to self-discover what's best for you. And it may not be selling your house. Now, I know that goes against like popular belief that a real estate agent is talking themselves out of a sale. Yeah. But my job isn't to be an agent. My job is to be a consultant to give you the best information to make the best decision for your family, regardless of how that concerns me. I love sure. that. And then here's the thing. Those people that you help and that you help them make the right decision for them become your biggest ambassador. I have right. had people who have sent me referrals, who have sent me repeat clients, who have advocated for me and never have they bought a house with me or sold a house with me. But I was able to guide them through a journey that helped them self-discover something. And then you became the person that they trust in real estate. Right. And they refer you their mama, their brother, their sister, their coworkers, <laughs> their neighbor, because they have a place to live. And we have this limited belief that if I'm not getting a sale with them, particularly, you know, they're wasting my time. And that's not true. I want to be their they, they're their person that they trust. They become my biggest ambassador. And on top mm -hmm. of that, uh, you know, like now we're all just blessed, right? We're all just sharing and we're all just, you know, able to just continue to make an impact. But it's really, really interesting. If you could get people to refer you who didn't even buy a house buy for you, that's right. a beautiful thing. That's Hell a pretty yeah. powerful thing, right? So sure the fact is. that you're going and saying, hey, even if I am not your, even if I can't, if we decide that selling your house is not a good idea. I truthfully, Ozzy, I want to meet their network of a hundred people that they know mm -hmm. and that they rave about me as they would about yep. someone that they absolutely felt give them top-notch service. The rest will come. That's right. So that's a, that's a, it's the principle of, um, I believe it's a Carnegie principle is I'd rather make a hundred dollars, uh, $1 off a hundred people than a hundred dollars off of one, one person, person because the hundred people now become your army. That's right. And they be, it's expansive. It's explosive how that works. So yeah. listen, I could, I could go on forever. I know or look, uh, we try and keep this to a certain time, but you super interesting Oz, your story is amazing. Um, 
you know, totally unexpected, but you know, you got to my heart, right? You got to my heart, got some nuggets in there. And I think we can tap into, I'm really anxious. Um, I'd love to even tap into some of your calls that yeah. you do um, to kind of be a little fly on the wall. Um, so we're gonna have to post how to get that done um, on our, you know, in our stream, we'll put it there. Um, will you do this every day? You said you open up yeah, every day from eight to eight 30. I used to do it. I haven't done in a while, but I used to put on a thing we call it stump to Oz, like come to me with your best objection yeah. and I'm going to do my best to overcome it. And yeah. People freak out like, man, I didn't know to say that. That's so. great. Cause that's, that's the majority of where most get stuck. So I'm looking to tap into some of that myself to kind of be a fly on the wall too, just to kind of be present. I think I'd like to be present. So V let's wrap this baby up. We ready to roll. We're going to hopefully uh, next week, we're going to do this again. Yeah. Next week we're going to do this again. We're going to have a special guest come on. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, no, but no, no. <laughs> I honestly think we we're going to keep it. I think this series of next uh, few episodes on listings, because it is a real true topic yeah. of, you know, generating listings. And actually, actually, I will tell you who I'm bringing on if Jeff uh, allows me to. Yeah. Um, my goal is to bring in Drew Okendo. Um, Drew is someone who is just a, a, another listing guru, especially in this very challenging market where agents are saying, how do I get more listings? He's an amazing leader, father, uh, a business owner, and um, not only just very much like Ozzy, you know, teaches you how to go after listings, probate, um, you know, how to generate business that's off market and teaching agents the skill set of generating more business. Um, so, yeah, guys, we all we are so excited that you guys are here again. Relaunch Live is a place where you can rethink, reimagine and be re-inspired about your real estate business, bringing some of the best people in the business come together. And we're going to get to uncover a little bit of their heart and their why, too. Hell yeah. And we continue to kick this off. So thank you again, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Next Relaunch Live. See y'all. See y'all there. Thank you. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast, helping you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.